Wyman and Bob. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Streaming live on the Seattle Sports app and at seattlesports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Wyman and Bob Stelton. Welcome, everybody. It's Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on 710 and seattlesports.com. I hope everybody had a great weekend, and we are right here at the beginning of Super Bowl week, Dave, where we'll break down every last detail of this matchup for the next five days. That's all we're going to talk about. Sounds good to me. Um, (laughs) I, I went and recorded every Super Bowl highlight, and I had to do it manually because for some reason... On my Xfinity thing, and people will tell me I'm screwed up, probably. But Matt, went, is, Matt is waiting for that. I look at it. I yeah. can't He's wait to hear how you messed this up. It, it said episodes, and I clicked it, and it wouldn't record it. So I had to go through and individually record every single one. And there's 57 of them so far. So what is it? Just a highlight package from every Super yeah. Bowl? Yeah, and the very first one, which is it's pretty pretty amazing if you get to like you know the the 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s, compared to the very first one. That was that was, was it in one. color? It was it was in color, <laughs> and it was at the Coliseum in L.A. and. They were showing a couple of uh, you know of the old time movie stars, and then there was two guys with like jetpacks that flew around. Oh, really? Remember that scene? No. Yeah, before. <laughs> and the Coliseum was like probably forty percent full. Wow. I mean, it was yeah. And then the guy who ended up being the MVP was Max McGee, who was a backup receiver that supposedly had been out on the town the night before and was hungover and was smoking cigarettes and all that and then <laughs> comes in and he's MVP. Glad that tradition still lives on. Played with a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> People getting in trouble the week yeah. of the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, uh, yeah right. we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. We'll hit some other things. Ryan Roland Smith will make his triumphant return today at 3 o'clock. We haven't had a chance to speak to him in a bit and the Mariners making all these moves and we haven't had a chance for him to weigh in on that so we'll, we'll talk to Ryan at 3 o'clock. Christian Capel will join us at 4 o'clock get his take on what's going on with the Huskies, their coaching staff, how they're going to fill the holes left by all these players that departed. Maybe you get his take on Michael Penix Jr., who was out there working out throughout the week in the Senior Bowl and then did not play in the game. So we'll get into that. And then Mark Schlereth will join us today at 5. So we got a nice packed show for you. Much to discuss. You guys can text in throughout the show. 866-979-3776. Powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Um, I saw this article on Yahoo Sports, Dave, that said, uh, I'm trying to look at who wrote it, Charles McDonald. And he, he, he wrote... Any relation? I don't think so. Not they, spelled the same. No, it's not spelled the same. And, <laughs> and they don't... Yeah. Uh, uh, but he, he basically was writing saying he felt like Seattle got the best coach out of the eight openings that were there, in his opinion. Which I thought was interesting. And now you you like that when, when somebody confirms that your your team did the best you love that, but it, it's an interesting read. You guys can check it out, but it just got me to thinking, you know, we had prior to the hiring, we had everybody texting in, oh, I hope it's this guy. They got to talk to this guy or I hope this is my guy. Everybody kind of had their guy that they liked. And I'm curious now that it's all done. All eight vacancies are filled. Would you change it? Would you, you could have any of the available coaches out there, whoever it was. You could say Harbaugh, you could say Belichick, you could say Ben Johnson, who was there for a bit, and Slowick was there for a bit, both guys that pulled their names out of consideration. But 
I, I feel like you kind of got your guy. I mean, Johnson was the only other guy that I was looking at in the same light as, as McDonald. I was like, I want Johnson. It's one and one A. We talked about it a million times. But I'm wondering now that all these jobs are filled, if people are looking at any other situation with MB going, ah, I like McDonald. I wish they got Harbaugh, you know, throw out, throw out a name. Yeah. To me, it's, it was always Mike McDonald. And yeah, I guess you were on that from the beginning. Well, I mean, look, I don't, I didn't really know anything. I think the one thing now that, that it gets while it gets done, he just seemed intriguing to me. He, he seemed like it, it was interesting because Moyer sent me that clip and, you know, we kind of played a little bit from it where he just seemed like he, he made defense easy. And we'll, we'll get into later, you know, about, flying around and and knowing exactly where you're going that's that's half the battle you know when you look at it's most of the battle actually and you know the the 49ers in that NFC championship game had a couple plays where you know it looked a lot like what Seattle has been doing and so when you look at Mike McDonald's defense and you look at the division they're in I mean you're up against Sean McVay and Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan you know that's that's a great counter move right there you know um, you're, you're gonna have to stay up defensively with everything that's going on offensively and he seems to be that guy and he also seems to be the guy that can make things easy for his players so they can just fly around so it's uh yeah to me I don't, I don't know I, I think Harbaugh nobody would have really argued with that I just thought the reason why I didn't want him was because this is John's first chance mm-hmm. to get you know have pretty much total control and I don't think he's going to treat it that way I don't think he's going to be vetoing you know people right and left I just think that it's his idea and so I kind of wanted to that to be sort of let's see how he can do yeah where the buck stops with John Schneider let's see how that works out over the next couple three years so you don't think he'll be walking around with a crown and a cape and a scepter (laughs) saying I decree this is how it will go from this point forward yeah, like the guy uh, signed your Majesty. Who's the guy? I'm the king from uh, Seinfeld. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that guy's name? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the Wiz. The Wiz. Yeah, yeah he's going to be marching around like the Wiz, like you said, with a scepter and a crown. <laughs> yeah, the I'm Wiz. the Wiz. Nobody beats me. Oh, no. So, so yeah, I think this was. I, I think it was a perfect. Um, you know, now that and it sounds like they spent a lot of money. So. Um, yeah, I think now that they have him, it really makes total sense. And after having heard from McDonald, and he's just a very humble guy, which is exactly what John Schneider is. I th- yeah, there was nobody else. Would it would it have been Harbaugh for you if they would have gone with him, or well, was it maybe Quinn? It, well, it was Johnson and, and McDonald. Yeah. Johnson took his name out of it, so then it's McDonald for me. Yeah. After that, it probably would have been Quinn. Because I, I wasn't excited about the idea of Kafka. I was, uh, wasn't excited about, who was the guy, Frank Smith? Don't even know who that Frank is. Phil Dolphins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just some of the names they talk to, I'm like, wait, who? Okay. You know, and it, it just, uh, it probably would have been Quinn, I think. And then maybe Harbaugh. Harbaugh is, is irrefutable. He's a winner. That's what happens. He goes someplace, they win. But right. my, my hesitation with him is, well, how long is that going to last? Because he's a guy that's, Got that reputation of, yeah, he comes in, he wins, but he runs so hot that people get burned out. And 
maybe he becomes hard to to be around at some point. Does that become more destructive down the road? Maybe you get that initial out of the gate return, and then a couple of years we're going, geez, everybody hates this guy, and people are leaving. <laughs> or I, there's some hesitation, there's some trepidation with him. He wears on people. Yeah, yeah. I think he just he's. But you can't argue with the pedigree. I mean, no, he wins, uh, man. And his brother too. I mean, it's in the family. It's it's pretty amazing. So. Yeah, I could I could see that part of it, but I just think the circumstances, and I, I'm really who would really have been curious. yours, by the way, huh? If it wasn't McDonald, who would have been your guy? Uh, Quinn. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Dan Quinn would be the the safest because I, I don't think he would want to take over either, and I think him and John have a good rela- relationship that goes back a long time, and so I don't I don't think that. Either one of them was going to be marching around with the scepter and the the crown on their head. I'm the Wiz. I am the Wiz. <laughs> well, Ian Rappaport talking about this, talked about McDonald was Seattle's guy all along, and they would have waited even if it was uh, after the Super Bowl, if necessary. My understanding is this has been the guy all along. Seattle ran a long process, a thorough process, brought several candidates in for second interviews, ran them through the entire car wash. But the out- reality was this was the guy that John Schneider, the general manager, had in his head for some time. They were unable to interview him originally, and my understanding was even if the Baltimore Ravens had been in the Super Bowl, they would have waited because McDonald was a guy they had to talk to. I'll be curious to also to see, like, when did he enter uh, onto Schneider's radar? Like, when was it last year? Was it, you know, at Maybe some after point? the Seahawks got their tail kicked by them. <laughs> Maybe when, hey, who's running that defense over there? We put up three points today. Yeah. Yeah, well, Mina Kimes, you know Mina Kimes, she said uh, she wanted McDonald before any names were known, pleasantly surprised with the hire. This was my choice before anyone was hired, and obviously uh, Seattle was kind of pretty late in the game with only one opening left. So to see it work out this way, honestly, I'm shocked. I didn't think it would uh, go this way and in Seattle's favor, and I think it's a very pleasant surprise. So she was on the McDonald train, Dave, before any of those spots were full. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I was on it when he was born. Yeah. Um, <laughs> loved him in junior high. I knew he had, I knew that this kid had something special. Hey, I'll special. tell you what. If you had scouted his, uh, his very first job as a freshman coach, as we found out yeah. from, from our guy, uh, he had six shutouts and went 7-0. and oh. He worked magic with ninth graders. I'll he tell did. you what. That's for tell sure. Tell you what. Hey, if you can get those guys to play hard. Yeah. I mean, lots of, lots of ninth graders are running around with their – like chickens with their heads cut off. Would you have been what? What if the Ravens were in the Super Bowl and we're sitting here this week and there's still no coach? It would have been obvious who they were targeting. But would you have been nervous? Would you have been like, all right, this is putting all of the leverage in his court because they're waiting for him. So now he's going. You know what? Maybe maybe my price gets a little higher. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, maybe I want a little more control. Well, maybe I mean who knows? Maybe I'm sure you would have been fine, but. Would have been a little nerve wracking, wouldn't it, if we're still sitting here and commanders hired Dan Quinn and we're sitting there going, okay, this their guy is clear, but what's it going to take? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, he was asked, John Schneider was asked that in the uh, in the press conference, and he's like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, it didn't happen. Basically, he was treating it like it didn't happen that way, so we don't yeah. really have to talk about that. But um, he says, look, I. Yeah, he basically said, this is my guy, but I can't tell you a thousand percent that it wouldn't have changed things. Yeah, yeah, it's just interesting to see how it worked out great. I love it. Again, you guys can text in 866-979-3776, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. If you had your pick of anybody that was available, 
would it would it be somebody other than McDonald at this point? I'm curious how people are feeling now. Now we talk about filling out the staff, and those are the big stories. Cliff Kingsbury was supposedly going to be the Raiders guy, and all of a sudden he's going to Washington. Apparently, he got an extra year there, is what I was hearing. So you know, everybody's filling out their staffs and it, staffs. And as we were um, speaking with Lofa Tatupu last week, literally I think a couple minutes before we had him on, the news came out that Leslie Frazier was hired by the Seahawks as an assistant head coach. Here's what Lofa had to say about his presence. I think it's a huge adjustment, putting the staff together. And, and who can you just mentioned Frazier. I mean, that's a quality coach right there. And so the first time putting a staff together is the hardest. For That's where I think most coaches have a difficult time. You know, McDonald's coached for a while now, uh, even though he is only 36. And, you know, he coached with both Harbaugh's. So I'm guessing that the network that they have – you know, he'll be picking their brains, and then you can't hire everybody, right? And so I think there'll be plenty of quality guys that, that they the Harbaugh's would like to have hired that they'll be able to point him in the right direction. But I think that's that's the biggest thing, especially, you know, on the offensive side, finding someone that, you know, he could trust and, like, almost say, hey, you take care of them, and, you know, I'll, obviously I'll oversee everything, but, you know, I'm going to spend most of my time with the defense and make sure we get that side right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what um, the connection there is because I know that um, Leslie Frazier, uh, I believe, was was with uh, was with Baltimore in 2014. Yeah, and he's apparently all the stories calling him a mentor to to McDonald and somebody he holds in very high regard. So yeah, so um, yeah, yeah that, good to have that voice, the the old school voice on there, the old head, Dave. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's sixty four years old. Leslie Frazier is, and so he's been around the league for a really long time. And so having him, you know, as uh, as kind of a, a mentor, and but I'm I'll be curious to hear from Mike McDonald what what he means to him, because um, you know everybody has that. I know you talked to like Paul Moyer. He he really looked up to uh, to Tom Catlin because Paul started coaching with him and yeah there are just certain coaches around the league that you you just kind of bond with and it sounds like um, that that bond happened a while ago and yeah it's I think it's good to have that kind of offset a guy that really has been around the league for a really long time and you know it's one thing to you know know all the trends and everything but if you actually lived through it and coached through it and I think Leslie Frazier is going to have a lot of really good advice for Mike McDonald you know and. And a lot of it will probably be, yeah, this kind of looks like what we used to run back in the day, and except we called it this and that. Mm-hmm. And so there's only so many things you can do with the rules as far as um, formations and shifts and motion and stuff like that. And, you know, it all, all gets back to just experience and and knowing all about, you know, what what the NFL has been doing for the last, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, it's it's. I, I think that's a great hire. I love the Leslie Frazier hire. We'll we'll yeah. see what you know. The, his title is assistant head coach. Now, what that means exactly is could vary. I don't know what kind of responsibility he's going to have. Maybe he's a, just a comfortable sounding board. You know, somebody that he can lean on. Coach McDonald can lean on and hey, what do you what do you think of this? You know, because that's a guy who's been through it. He's been a head coach. He's been in this league a long time. Um, we'll see how he fills out the rest of the staff. I mean, the offensive coordinator, I'm very interested to see who that's going to be. We talked about it briefly, I think, on Friday. I wouldn't would have minded Cliff Kingsbury as a coordinator. Yeah, Don't love his presence as a head coach, but as a coordinator, yeah, I wouldn't have minded that. But he's he's going to go out there with, uh, with Dan Quinn and that crew in Washington. So we'll see. Is it going to be Ryan Grubb? Is it going to be, you know, there have been a couple other names that aren't as well known that have been floated around out there. Yeah, I'm curious to see also if he if Cliff Kingsbury ends up being a head coach 
again some somewhere down the road because he is fairly young you know and you have that experience you learn a lot from that i'm sure he did and mostly it's in the category of what not to do yeah <laughs> so yeah i wonder if he looked at the film of you know went back and watched hard knocks and was like I'm not very inspiring. <laughs> I wouldn't run run through a wall for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, that's part of it. You know, I think that's the thing they loved about Mike McDonald is that he knows exactly who he is. He is a young guy and he's mm-hmm. still experiencing, you know, success and failures. But, you know, I I feel like he's he, he knows who he is. He doesn't try to be someone that he's not. And I think that'll probably come to He'll come to that realization, Cliff Kingsbury, at some point and decide who he is. You know, maybe he can be a head coach again. But again, there are, you know, look at B- Eric Bieniemy. I mean, we keep, we're still talking about him. I wouldn't and, mind him as the OC. Yeah, I mean, he's he's run some good offenses, no question about it. So, you know, but I, I don't know if that fits personality-wise. And he does seem, it does seem like he's gotten opportunities and there's something there that we don't. We're not getting. There were complaints when he first got there, right? That he was working the players too hard, or was he yelling at something? Yeah, there was some language and things like that. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. I just remember there was some sort of conflict going on between him and the players. Like he was too rough with them, or maybe maybe it was like I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, I remember Jim Mora chasing who was it uh gosh i think it was aaron curry and he was chasing him out on the th- the year he was head coach here and he was yelling at him and you know just screaming and yelling and curry was just kind of jogging out i think he was late or something like that so was he jogging yeah he was yeah. he was jogging so and we'll get to that later because there's there's been way too much jogging over at lumen field and, <laughs> and we'll figure out how to not do that but um but yeah i mean every every coach has their their style and Mora was kind of an old school guy uh 509 says i was a huge in capital letters quinn fan but after hearing from mike mcdonald i couldn't be happier he sounds like a great fit i i feel like that's that's true of a lot of people after they heard him. I think there's just it, you, maybe if you were skeptical or you had a favorite that wasn't him, I think he won people over with that yeah. press conference. It just seemed like, as you said, he's got a very clear idea of who he is. He seems to have a very clear picture of what he wants to do. Uh, we'll see if it works. But, you know, I thought the first impression was a great impression. Um, 564 says McDonald is a great hire. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Um People saying they uh, funny that he's got ties to the Harbaugh's, both Harbaugh's filling out their own staffs and all that. But I, I think even if maybe if you were somebody that wanted Harbaugh, maybe this is a nice consolation prize since he's got connections to both of them. Yeah, because he was coaching uh, there in Baltimore and then went as the defensive coordinator for I think it was just one year, Michigan at Michigan, and he had the number eight defense there. So yeah, the Harbaugh's uh, recognized his his coaching talent. Yeah, I, I I love it, but I get it if somebody wanted, you know, the way Lefko was just longing for Mike Vrabel, just <laughs> couldn't get Vrabel's name out of his mouth enough. It was just Vrabel, 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 and I know he was disappointed. But well, and I know that uh, there's just no way he would be talked out of his position, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you, that, you, that's a fact. All right, let's take two. The Mariners have traded right-handed pitcher Prelander Barroa and outfielder Zach Deloach to the Chicago White Sox for right-handed reliever Gregory Santos. Yeah, we'll talk about this with Ryan Roland-Smith. My At first blush, I'm going, all right, let me read up on Gregory Santos because I'm not watching White Sox games. They were terrible last year. Uh, you like, you know, just the scouting reports on him and, and Barroa are, are really similar. Both 99 average, can hit triple digits. They got arm side movement. They got a slider fastball. They... Very similar, about a year apart in age. But 
you, you've got a guy in Santos who's done it for a full season now. Had a little elbow issue last year. Hopefully it was just, you know, no big deal and he's going to be fine. I, I like the addition. At first blush, I'm like, wow, it feels like you kind of traded a version of him for him and Deloche and a, I think the 69th pick overall in this year's draft. The White Sox were kind of a mess, just like Big mess. culturally, right? Yeah. So uh, I'll be curious to see if Santos recognized that. I feel like this is a very good culture here, you know, with the players. And I wonder how Baroa and Deloche felt about going into that situation. According to an ESPN source, Steve Belichick, son of notable grump Bill Belichick, is UW's new defensive coordinator. <laughs> notable grump. <laughs> Who wrote that? I'm Someone very we, professional wrote that. It, Dave, it sounds like you. somebody who's describing themselves. Notable Look, grump. I respect a grump when I see a grump. <laughs> <laughs> game recognizes game. That's exactly. right. That's right. <laughs> Got it. That's what the kids say anyway. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to, to see um, all of the kids. How many Belichicks are there? I thought there was only two. Just the dad and this. The, this is the son no, no, with the, the tongue? I thought two sons. Is this the one with the mullet and the, the tongue issue? I believe so. I was showing you that yeah. clip the other day. <laughs> you think when you were like doing MMA or, you know, doing your, uh, I, I keep wanting to call it karate, Bob. I know it's not karate. It's jujitsu. Jujitsu. <laughs> Do you ever, did you ever have any weird like faces or you see yourself and you're like, oh, I better get that tongue back in there. Not, not that I'm aware of, yeah. but I didn't really see myself doing it. Nobody ever pointed anything out like, dude, your tongue's hanging out all the time. What's going on? <laughs> I never heard anything like that. Yeah. It looked really bad, especially with that mullet. It, yeah. He's got going there. Yeah. So. <laughs> but... Hey, I, ho- I hope he's he's a good defensive coordinator, despite what was going on with his hair and his tongue. I hope it's a, <laughs> I hope it's a great connection, man. <laughs> There's like a whole, it's like a 10-minute clip of him yeah. with his tongue out. Yeah, there was a, somebody put together a little slideshow of, <laughs> of his sideline sideline faces. It was quite entertaining. There's our expert analysis of Steve Belichick. That's right. There you go. Yeah, effective uh, coordinator, kind of funny looking. All right, take two is brought to you by Swedish Cyberknife. Treat prostate cancer with Swedish Cyberknife. Swedish.org. Org slash cyberknife prostate coming up. If a quarterback has a bad day, but no one watched it, was it really a bad day? We'll talk about that next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on 710. Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Text line is there for you, 866-979-3776, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Got another question for the listeners out there. Did you watch the Pro Bowl? Did you watch any part of the Pro Bowl? Take in any of the competitions? I'm, I'm anxious to see what the ratings were because as I was telling you, Dave, the one thing I did notice, the stadium was packed. And think about the years that it was in Hawaii and when it was in Miami. There was hardly anybody there. They were giving tickets away. It just was not a well-attended event, and this was packed. So, I don't know. Maybe they papered the house. I'm not sure. We'll see what the ratings are. But Which means what again? Giving tickets away. They're just giving tickets away. Yeah. They're just getting butts in the seats so they can. They're just out there on, on the strip handing out tickets. Well, usually if it's in Vegas, usually casinos will give them out to there you go. people there, and they'll, they'll get them in there because they figure, all right, we're not getting the ticket charge, but they'll buy some refreshments. They'll buy some merchandise. We're going to make some money off them. Plus, it looks better to have somebody in the seat than a bunch of empty seats. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think also, you know, if, if it had been this sort of format, you know, 20, 
30, 40 years ago, no one would really know who all these players were. Most people didn't know what the good players looked like. You know, they'd see, you'd see them in highlights every once in a while. So I feel like a lot of it is the accessibility to, to the players. You saw lots of people down there, you know, getting autographs and stuff like that. And, um, you know, seeing them without their helmets on, you know, a lot of people recognize who the players are now. So I guess that would be a big draw. And it seemed like from what I watched, and I watch, I told you I watched bits and pieces of it, they seemed to be enjoying it. You know, it seemed like everybody was laughing, having a good time. And again, a packed stadium and the players look to be into it. Uh, I know the coaches were. I don't know if you saw much of this, but uh, Eli and Peyton coaching against each other. Eli, here he is uh, complaining about the officiating. How much did Peyton pay these refs? Ridiculous. What did he give them? Some sign memorabilia? <laughs> <laughs> Some sign memorabilia. <laughs> oh, yeah, those those two are competitive. You saw it come out, even though it's flag football. It's obviously this is a game that means nothing, but you can see the competitive nature in both of them. Peyton was out there pacing the sidelines and complaining about, hey, when they're when they're in two when they're in cover two, they're not allowed to blitz. They got to be in man, and he was just going through these rules with the officials and. It was it was kind of funny to see how seriously they took it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also I saw, you know, uh, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey really stands out. Mm-hmm. Did you see the the part of the uh, relay race where the, he was the on sled the, push. the sled? Yeah. And, and he was like, you know, kind of pumping his weight up and down, yeah. trying to make it go faster. Yeah. Like, hey, he's just hilarious. And, you know, him and his brother at some point, I'm sure they'll be just like the Mannings. But, yeah, I, I'm. what do you think about the – so it was like between, what, quarters or whatever? Yeah, they'd have different the, events, and I didn't see them all. So yeah. I didn't – there was there, no, I can't remember them all at this point. Um, I thought the like the best catch thing, and that was on tape because they had like Puka Nakua out on a wakeboard catching balls, and then yeah. and I think it was Njoku who was Joku, yeah. like on a rope swing doing a flip trying to catch a ball in a pool or what. I thought that was dumb. Yeah, I give them credit for trying. They're they're thinking outside the box. Full credit, but that didn't play very well. I, I didn't I, think. I think it's a blast for the players. I mean, I, yeah. I think they're having much more fun than they would going out and you know having like. You know, probably when I played, they had like serious practices, probably about, hey, this is what we're going to run and meetings and all that stuff. And I feel like now they're and what they what they did in the flag football game was I can't remember the the nickname they had for it, but they were doing the throw it back, you know, uh, go downfield like you're it's a last second, you know, last ditch effort where you're throwing the ball backwards and then throwing forward passes down the field. It was I don't know. It, that part of it was was kind of hokey, but it was fun watching the players that that you know, and you saw a couple of really good athletic catches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there's moments. I mean, listen, it's not appointment television to me. I'm sure some enjoyed it, so I probably forgot it was even on. Uh, again, I'll be curious to see the ratings. But you brought up the Kelsey brothers, and that was my first thought: is all right if if people tire of the Mannings, if they feel like hey, there needs to be a change, are they not the obvious? replacements whether it's next season or the season after that that as long as you know one of them is retired and one's not playing in the Super Bowl they're available they would seem the obvious choice to be opposing coaches wouldn't they yeah do you think that they would supplant Eli and and Peyton though I don't I don't know I don't know what the you know do they have a contract with ESPN do they I don't know I don't know if they feel whenever they feel like they need to make a change if yeah. they feel that way, they they seem to the Kelsey brothers seem to be the obvious choice. Yeah, I'm just curious though if you put those two 
against each other, the Kelsey brothers and the Manning brothers. Oh, and got on the like same a, side. Yeah, well, I'm just saying if you had a, a ratings, you know, whether it's, you know, different events or coaching the, the Pro Bowl, who would bring in more of an audience? I still think that's the Manning brothers, and it's probably going to be that way for a while. Yeah, well, as long as uh, Travis is dating Taylor Swift, all the Swifties will watch, uh, that's and true. those that's ratings true. will go up. I don't, I, but you just stumbled on something inadvertently there. What if you had, you know, the Kelsey brothers on one side of the field, you know, coaching one team, and you had the Manning brother, you had them going up against the brothers going up against each other. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. That would be fun. Yeah, it's another way to sort of just bring out the best of what the NFL is all about. And the brother thing's always cool. I mean, you had a brother, I have a brother. I, I mean, still have one. Yeah. <laughs> You said had. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's still My there. Bad. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think most most people that have gone and played football played with their brothers and stuff. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a cool connection. Now, what do you – do you take anything away from performance? Like, hey, this guy looked good or did you see that throw? Because – it was it was kind of a rough day for Gino. He had he had three picks. Dave, he, was, he didn't play the whole game. He was uh, his stats for the day again. Flag football, Pro Bowl, take it for what it is. But he was fifteen of twenty one, hundred and fifty four yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah. Well, that's why Matt wrote the tease of a quarterback has a bad day, but no one watched it. Was it really that bad? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I have absolutely I do, do not care one bit. Yeah. I don't the fact that he threw three interceptions there I yeah it's I, no, just chuck it up chuck yeah. it up for grabs well he, he threw he hit uh, a familiar face out there for a two point conversion All right, they're going to go for two here try to get within three snap from the 10 that's a blitz that's a blitz oh what a catch DK from Gino that's something they run time and time again so hits him for a two-point conversion, and then you saw... Was that Eli complaining about it the blitz or something? I, I wouldn't replace the Mannings. I still find them really entertaining. I think they're very funny. I do, too. And I love that clip from Eli. Well, how much did he pay these refs? He giving them signed <laughs> member of... But uh, and then you had Bobby Wagner and Julian Love. They they teamed up to uh, knock down a C.J. Stroud pass there, and it was, uh, I believe, fourth and goal. Can they do it? Can play big? Deflected. Broken up by a combination of Julian Love and Bobby Wagner in the NFC. Gets a stop. Hayden puts the rookie out there. Stroud, who had been brilliant in this game with a couple of touchdown passes. But the NFC's defense rises up. Play-by-play is a little light. Yeah. (laughs) It seemed a little, yeah, batted it down and... That was cool. <laughs> well, I just I think for all of these guys, the least f- fun part of it is probably the game. I mean, you take your family down there. It's Vegas, and you know I'm sure people with kids brought everybody with, and it just seems like it's it's a fun excursion for you know a bunch of NFL players that are highly paid and really skilled. But I, I seriously doubt that they're real excited and tense yeah. about playing this game it was just more than anything all the other stuff and that's kind of why i like i mean look some of the things like the snapping the ball through the the holes in that wall yeah that, to me was really ridiculous i don't care for dodgeball when they hit golf balls i don't really find that to be very interesting yeah as well but but you know some of the other stuff some of the like the relay races and things like that that was yeah I thought they did a good job of replacing what was in the past really just a tackle football game. Yeah, yeah, and I'm trying to remember the events I did. I saw tug of war, which 
they got the AFC got dominated. Yeah. <laughs> the NFC saw the relay thing. You were, were pushing the sled with the Kelsey on on board. Watch that one. I can't remember the other ones I saw. There were some I saw the results like the NFC won this. I didn't see the event though, so I don't I don't know if they were poorly received or not. By the way, I think that I think they were in Florida, weren't they? Brady, I think oh, they were. Oh, were they? In, I thought they yeah. were in Vegas. Yeah, I think yeah. they were. I'm pretty sure it was Orlando. I could could be wrong. I don't say that with a lot of passion, Dave. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, overall, it was it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I, I like that they're thinking outside the box. They didn't. They certainly didn't hit on every event. But it, they had a packed stadium. If it was sincerely packed, people bought tickets. We'll we'll find out. But yeah, I thought overall, not bad. Not bad. All right, coming up, uh, we had a whole weekend to be bothered by the world. <laughs> Time to find out what's bugging. But we're going to find out what's bugging Matt. We'll we'll start with him as as become tradition. <laughs> bothered by the world. I love the writing. Uh, what's bugging Bob? Coming up next, it's Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on Seven Ten. What's bugging Bob? It could be traffic. Hey, 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 hey. It might be Angels fans. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you. And it's definitely Stephen A. Smith. I got a lot of problems with you people. It's time to find out what's bugging Bob. What's bugging Bob presented by Issaquah Pest Control. A reminder coming up at 3 o'clock, Ryan Roland Smith. Makes a triumphant return to the program. We haven't talked to him in quite a bit, quite a long time. So we'll talk to him coming up at three o'clock. Get his take on the moves the Seattle Mariners have made this off season. And uh, by the way, I, I'm sorry to your brother. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of condolences in here. <laughs> <People>. <laughs> I was just talking about it. Like, yeah, you had a brother you, you used to play with, right? You yeah. don't remember back then? <laughs> eh, still have him. Uh, he's still he's still with us. I, I love the two five three that said, "Bob, my condolences to your brother. Outstanding guy, everyone's favorite Stelton boy. Lots of love, LOL." <laughs> <laughs> well done, two five three. Well done. That's someone who listens intently. Yeah, that's right. That's that. right. They, <laughs> lots of love. <laughs> um, so we'll talk to Ryan Roland Smith coming up at three o'clock. But this has become a favorite segment, especially for especially for Matt. We've we've turned this into into an all inclusive. What's bugging us? And Matt always just gets it started. There's generally something bugging him, and I like that his in the tease he wrote. We had a whole weekend to be bothered by the world. Were you bothered by the world this weekend, Matt? What happened? Shockingly enough, yes, I was. <laughs> what was it? Sunday, two very awful things occurred to me. I had to go to my aunt's house to be our family's IT person. You, you told me about that on Friday. You were yeah. super excited about oh, that. Oh, so excited. So, so excited, Bob. Oh, really? You do that? Could you could you come to my house sometime? Dave, I'm often your IT person when you're at work. <laughs> I'm your IT person for four hours every day. Were, I didn't know you were available for, for home visits. Yeah, well, he's, he's doing contract fantastic. work. He's good that way. Yeah. Yeah. Every member of my family does, unfortunately. And... They all think like I'm some kind of tech wizard. I'm not. I know how to create a Facebook account. Yeah. I know how to plug a Wi-Fi router into the wall. <laughs> I, I don't know everything. I just know the, the general basics that everyone else in my family seems to lack. They just feel like you're young. You play video games, perhaps. You're, you, I do. You're tech savvy. I that's... look like a nerd, yeah. and that's why they think it. They think, oh, nerd, he no computer. Make him fix it. He no computer. <laughs> he no computer. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Uh, I heard uh, complaints uh, 
similar to that from uh, guys that like cover the Seahawks and stuff, and you know, like their family members will come over and well, Hockamy didn't stop that guy right there. Why? Why didn't he do this? Why? Why didn't he do that? How can yeah. he threw that pass? And so, that's you, huh? With the, uh, you know, you're supposed to just be able to, well, yeah, whip up everything. You got all the answers. answers, but you are actually a football expert. Again, I'm not a tech expert. Sure, you are. Mm, I'm really not. But <laughs> please, either way, please tell me that you are, Matt, just com- to make me feel better. Well, comparatively speaking, between the yeah. two of you, he is. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm Bill Gates compared to Dave, but <laughs> I I still don't know that much. I really don't. So how did it go? Oh, it went so terribly. Really? I had such did a you, headache. You had to take her out shopping for a new computer, right? Yes. Also, I should say, I love my aunt. Well, I love my family. I really yeah. do. It's just that oh, she she can't. She can't make her way out of a wet paper bag when it comes to dealing with tech stuff. It's it's embarrassing at some points. Every single it was a new laptop that we got her. Yeah. Every single account she had, the password had to be reset because she didn't know a single password. Oh, Facebook, Alaska Airlines, Google, Comcast, and one other site that I'm pretty sure is just a place to download viruses directly onto your computer <laughs> that I keep telling her not to go to, and she keeps not listening, which means in a year we're just going to have to be right back oh. at square one with a new computer. Yeah, he was Again, te- I love my aunt. I lo- Friday, he was telling me he was going to look for the simplest, most basic computer that you could find and then get her to somehow learn how to log on to the internet. Unfortunately, that one was sold out at the Best Buy. The, the, was the simplest version? We went with the second most simplest, okay. which was still pretty simple. Did it have a big button that says push? Push. Or anything like Every that? Every computer should have a big button. <laughs> but uh, we have her set up. She has a new laptop. I'm thinking six months till there's an incurable virus on it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, did you download maybe uh, one of those antivirus malware type of things for her? She would... It wouldn't help. It wouldn't help. It wouldn't help. (laughs) That would be like taking a vitamin C pill and then walking into a leper colony. (laughs) God. Well, painting quite a picture of your aunt there. Again, I love my aunt. I want that on the record. But she she doesn't know how to use computers to save her life. Oh, all right. All right. What about you, Dave? That's why you're there. Okay? That's why you're there. Is that my only function? To be the computer guy. To help old people just turn laptops on? (laughs) Yeah. Is that what I do in the world? I went to Home Depot and there were no plants. That was somewhat. We were looking for, you know, stuff to plant in our backyard during the and they have this huge area that's just like usually has just tons of plants and flowers and there was like nothing there. Had nothing. Like it had been picked apart, like everybody bought it or they, or just, they just didn't have stock. Yeah, no stock, I guess. So Is that this was a my, bad time of year, winter. That, that was my hardship. That was your hardship. Yeah. You're like Terrible. this stinks. Where are your plants? Is this a, is this a bad time of year for that winter? Maybe. I guess, yeah. Most people aren't out in their yards planting right now. Exactly. I guess. Yeah. Usually, I go out there typically to scoop poop, but yeah, in, well, in the winter, but it's always a treat. Yeah, but uh, no, nothing. You know, there was no football. We got to get used to that, right? I mean, after next week, there's going to be no football for a long time. But we got baseball coming we got up baseball here. Baseball so. right around the corner. There was football this weekend. You just didn't watch it. Not really. It wasn't really football. It was football-sponsored activities. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brady? Everything good? I mean, I got something that annoyed me on Friday. What's that? After I got off work, me and a few friends wanted to go bowling, so we went to a bowling alley, and 
No lanes are available. Put our name on the wait list. Add my number in. We'll give you a text when your lane is ready. Two and a half hours later. Still haven't gotten the text. Went up to check in. Hey, how far down the list am I? Scrolls through the thing. Are you still a few people down? Meanwhile, I see like the three groups that were behind us all get lanes and there are six available lanes. And we, I woke up the next morning, still never had a text. <laughs> <laughs> there was never a lane open for you. So you were, you didn't bowl. I all. didn't. I had all my stuff with me. Your stuff. You got your own ball. Whoa. And yes, I did. Whoa you're, back up. He's playing for keeps. What do you got? You got shoes, you got a bowl. I got two ball. bowling balls, shoe, towel, wrist guard. You own a bowling ball? <laughs> I was on my high school bowling team. <laughs> every time every time I learn something about Brady, it shocks me. Wow. <laughs> he was on the bowling team. You say you have two two bowling balls? I have a strike ball and a spare ball, yes. A spare boy. I didn't I didn't know there was such a thing. I thought you just had a ball that you used. But were you on the bowling team? For chicks, is that? Yeah, is that how, I don't think that was. That's a I feel like my baseball career, my baseball career would have been much better for getting chicks than the bowling team. <laughs> Did you have a shirt with your name on it that had bowling pins on it or something? Yes. Yes. Yeah. How about wow. a, how about a clever nickname for your for your team? Not no. really. No. Okay. I mean, I got some nerdy stuff I could tell you in the break. But. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. So, what do you are you? What's your what's your average? When I bowled seriously, my average was anywhere between 240 and 260. Wow. Dang. Look at that. Phenomenal. How about that? Really good. Jeez, we could have had a ringer out back in the New York Super Bowl days. Is this a good time for me to tell the story about Paul Moyer falling on his back? (laughs) (laughs) That's always a good time for that story. We were at the bowling alley where they have the uh, speed guns, so we're trying to, of course, outdo each other. I think it was like 22, 20. You remember that one? We We did that at the Super Bowl as well. Yeah. And so Moyer was trying to throw it really hard, and for whatever reason, it the ball kind of stuck on his finger, and then he hit the lane. It, the lane is super slippery. It's oiled, yeah. Super. And he just went, and the ball went flying up in the air, pounded down on the on the lane, and then Paul was like horizontal, right horizontal like four feet off the ground, and just wham. I laughed so hard. There was some. There was a lady that came over there like ten minutes later, and she's like, "Oh my God, he's still laughing." I I could not stop. I could not stop. It was. I'd love to have video oh, of that. Oh my god! And you falling off the treadmill. Oh yeah, those are two videos I would love to. I'd have. like to. I'd like to have that one too, oh. just to figure out what the hell happened. So good. All right, there you go. What's bugging Bob? Presented by Issaquah Pest Control. Coming up, it's time to hear from everybody's favorite baseball bogan. Ryan Roland Smith will join us next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on Seven Ten.